What's up, everybody? It's your favorite artistic director of your favorite production company, The Pressure Players, coming to you with an episode of Under Pressure today, where we go backstage or behind the scenes and show you what it's like to be running a production company in today's day and age. Today, I'm joined by Matt Sidney, owner and operator of 21st Floor Studios, a production company of its own, and um, a artist that works with uh, Dreamreach which is also a production company, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know what, maybe I'm not your favorite production company at the end of today. Uh, <laughs> you know, let, let us know, let us know in the, as they say, in the comments below. I was um, just gonna say, I'm so YouTube focused. I don't know where this, is this a podcast? Do you have comments below in the podcast? <laughs> I mean, it'll be on YouTube. It'll be hopefully on Spotify. It'll definitely like be and subscribe. Instagram. Like and subscribe, what in Like, subscribe, click the bell, follow anything on the platform that you're watching this just let us let us know what it is like i i wonder i, I always worry i'm going to be too old school like don't forget to post it on your zanga <laughs> and your myspace i'm always i'm always like always like next year on this day reshare it <laughs> like, like that's how i'm today, thinking put in, in terms calendar. of calendar put it in your google google reminder your Google, your my Google, your Google, Google, Google Calendar might not even exist. Does Google Plus exist anymore? I think that's Google dark. Plus definitely exists. It definitely exists. What was the one? There was there was like a Google thing where it kind of went away for a while. It was like a social platform. Um, We're really getting off. I'm kicking us so no, far no, off no. the rails right I, now. I like this conversation and and taking <laughs> taking people behind the scenes as honestly as possible is how we go with the flow. Um, let's jump in. So let's jump in. Tell me about yourself because. Because I guess I, I should say, if it's coming from our channels, they might know me a little bit. So go ahead and tell me about you. Uh, well, I am Matt Sidney, again, owner operator with 21st Floor Studios. Uh, that actually came about um, from, I want to say the pandemic, but really it wasn't. <laughs> um, you know, because you, you live that artist life. I spent eight years working on cruise ships and in between that, you know, doing film commercial gigs, whatever you can get into. A buddy of mine lived on the 21st floor. We lived together up there um, in lower Manhattan. Uh, we wound up, if they ever find us, and I'm waiting, because I'm going to say it everywhere until they find us. We stole the sign from the elevator wall, the 21st floor. So mm -hmm. everything we did from that point on, we branded it with 21st floor, uh, whether it was comedy sketches, movie reviews, pieces like that. And we've, we've branched this out to uh, help other artists uh, get their work produced. And you know, we've always loved the film world. We've always loved to make people laugh and smile. So any way we can help them facilitate is is the big goal. Uh, we started working with Kickstarters. That's the big thing now, helping people who come up with project, products. Whew, I'm, I'm good at this. Have project, you ever done that? It just doesn't stop. That's what it is. Yeah, but the idea was <laughs> to start helping because you can, if you have a product coming in, you're going to pop on a Kickstarter to do it. Getting a video is the best way for you to actually raise the funds you need. Uh, so we work with a lot of those people to try and help them get their product off the ground because it's one thing to help artists, it's another thing to help anyone who has this idea and wants to create something and build something new for themselves. And I just love working with, I realized I love working with businesses as well, not just other creatives. It's amazing to see how creative people that aren't in the arts might be. It's amazing. There's a guy out there who developed the squatty potty. He was like, I'm not pooping correctly. I need to make a product. And I was like, that's the most creative thing I've ever thought of. <laughs> He's like, you are clearly prioritizing your health. I want to help. Think about where you do your best thinking. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> that's where it all. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually. All right. Let me let me write that down. Yeah. Reach out to the Squatty Potty. Hashtag non-spawn. 
Awesome. I okay. Here's the thing. I feel like, oh man, you say you work on a cruise ship, and like, so I love, I love boats, and like, I remember I for sure. Um, I if I could live and breathe on water. Um, but I remember, like, I remember, especially when I was uh, training for an actor, we would take like a family cruise. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. you know once in a blue moon. But when we when we took the family cruise. Always, I was like, "How does that work?" and all that stuff. What? How did you get from like what's what drew you to twenty first floor? Because how? I, mean, I guess I'm asking, how did you go from cruising to to or cruise uh, cruise performer to to production? Yeah. So uh, I had been working. It's one of those things. Cruise ships as a performer, uh, especially when you are invested in that community of artists that you work with, it's really easy to continue doing that work. Um, And as much as I loved it, I was ready to start doing and working a little bit more focused on film work and a little bit more focused on producing and using that different medium than I really hadn't worked with before. Um, And I had actually met my wife working on cruise ships and we had decided on this past contract, this was gonna be our last one. And we get off the ship we took a week away, and when we came back at the end of that week, everything closed down because of COVID nineteen. Oh, so we we just crossed that line, and you know, it, it was just one of those things you had to keep busy in that time. Uh, she's from the UK, so uh, she had to come home, and so we were separated for months and months before I was able to come out here and get married last summer, uh, last it's October. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. That's um, the cutest. That's the cutest meet ever. It's like on a cruise ship. Not a boat. Was she also fun pack? Yeah, she was my manager. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was one of those things. It was really nice being able to work that way. So we've actually we've lived in such extremes. We've lived in tiny cabins together. We've also lived really far away from each other on different sides of an ocean. So you're still here. Uh, we. What? And you're still here. Still and I'm still here. We're still we're still stay still standing still, still strong. Standing. I just I just quoted. Antoine Fisher, I believe that was the movie. I, think that... so. I want. I was like, I don't know if he's thinking what I'm thinking. That's well, it was right. either the Antoine Fisher or the Dave Chappelle carrying <laughs> Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher. There, there's well, no wrong answer. Or was it Antoine <laughs> Fisher? Antoine. I think it's Antoine. either way. I just I got. Know. I just got. I just got canceled. It's fine. No, it's uh, you know you know what it is. Everyone's gonna. Everyone's gonna be. I think cancel culture has definitely been a whirlwind to experience in a pandemic. But speaking of uh, the pandemic being over, because we're over it, um, how do you feel about everything starting up again? Everything's Ooh. starting up. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it's, it's amazing. Um, I, I, when it comes to, because my world has always been acting and putting on the pieces, and it was a lot of theater, and I, I've never been worried about theater, because it's similar to live music. Uh, it'll never be replaced as great as it is to be able to watch a recording of something, listen to a piece, you can't replace the energy of actually being there and present with performers in front of you, uh, doing the work as an audience member and as, as a performer, 100%, like to be there with an audience there watching and cheering you on or, or laughing or crying, depending on what the material is, it's irreplaceable, no matter how great the technology, the medium is. But I was worried about movie theaters. Uh, that's a happy place. It's one of those things you go in, no one bothers you. You're, you, can, you can miss a hundred phone calls, step out and go, sorry, I was in a movie and everyone understands. Yes. Um, 
but with the technology being as good as it is, you don't need to go out to the movies to enjoy the film, which is fine. It's amazing that we can still get films made and all those, mm -hmm. but I really love the experience of going to a theater and that's the one I'm most excited uh, yeah. is coming back the way it is. People are excited that they're going to the movies. There's pictures all over the place saying, I'm back, we're back. I'm um, at the movies. <laughs> exactly. And it, I'm sure it'll be a little bit different. I haven't been able to go yet. Um, restrictions are a little bit different out here oh. in the UK right now. Um, but I'm just so glad that it's coming back. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's exciting. AMC AMC's renting him out and you could go with like <laughs> 10 friends, which has never happened before in the history of time. Um, me having 10 friends like, yeah no, no. Never gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh man no um no no the there's like a there's like a thing like now you you can rent the the theater and rent the movie for much less than you would have like they're starting to reasonably price and if you go with like 10 people you can rent an amc theater pick a movie and everybody pays like 10 That's bucks so cool like, did you watch $10. over the pandemic the last blockbuster did you watch um, that documentary that had come out? No, no, but oh, I heard it was so good. It's uh, it's outstanding. But one of the big things, and you know, sure, spoiler, um, they talk <laughs> about how movie VHS rentals started. VHS. Oh my God! Yeah, I have a. Are whole you that much bunch. younger than I am? am no, I no, 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 no. It just took me. I was translating in my head VHS, and I was translating from English to Russian because I do that a lot. Um, but I like on my right, and I would move the camera but I won't because because mm -hmm. but on my right is like a, a, a cabinet of alphabetized VCR tapes in English Russian. oh that's too cool that's too cool but I have blank I, ones with recorded movies we found our VHS player recently went back and what's cool about those is you know you record them on TV which was amazing but you could um you are getting all the commercials as well. So imagine going back now and watching commercials you haven't seen since you were a kid. That's nostalgia 101. Oh, man. That's uh, but I in the movie, they talk about why it was so expensive. Mm -hmm. Or like, apparently they thought the VHSs, like they cost so much money, people would just buy them and then they would rent them out. And that's how the whole rental system began because studios were making them a couple hundred dollars to have a single VHS for this home viewing experience because that wasn't a thing before. Yeah, that's wild. I can't imagine a VHS tape costing $100. I mean, now, now they're worth like money, but who knew, you know? Hey, well, yeah, they're uh, antiquities essentially. Antiquities. I also mm -hmm. have the little, remember the little tapes, like the ones you used to put in your car before Except CDs? Except tapes, yeah. absolutely. Like this, I have so many of these. And they come, there's, so I don't know how they come when they're not with music in English, but in Russian, they would like record children's stories on them and mm -hmm. them in. And then yeah. that would be just like, like, and it starts and like, it's like an entire symphony. Like a symphony would start the story and then there would be a voice and there would be like, it was one of the- Oh yeah, children's times. books would come with it too. So you can read along and all that. There'd be a little doo -doo -doo -doo, turn the page, and so you could actually follow <laughs> along with the, the what book. they put oh, in yeah. the book now. Now they put it in the book. Now it's yeah. like it's it's the tape is in no, the book. Yeah. The book reads to you, and it's cooking you a delicious egg breakfast as it's doing it. Yep. It's an all-encompassing book. I mean, we're secretly we're secretly on our way, maybe to building Ray Bradbury's Develt. <laughs> potentially <laughs> yeah like it's like the it's like a sci-fi story oh man it's so creepy i'll send it to you it's um Ooh. a sci-fi story about like a smart home 
mm-hmm. and some kids. And it's all I'm going to tell you because if I tell you anymore, I'll ruin it. Um, but in general, back, back to back to the topic at hand. The so the resources that you used right through the pandemic or even before in your general experience um, of them, maybe maybe even of something you're reading or looking or working with now. What's what's been most helpful to you lately? Like in just in terms of artistic resources. So funny enough, I don't think I actually even truly finished answering your question from before. Uh, the way all the 21st floor stuff started uh, was because I had uh, my best friend and writing partner, Sean Parham, um, hashtag totally spawned by Sean. Uh, we'll, we'll give you all the links for him as well. He and I have always wanted to create things. We had written, oh my goodness, we wrote a web series, 12 episodes called Chandramat where he and I, and if, if anyone steals this idea, we know you're gonna steal it from here. He and I, you know, just playing a pair of dunces, get a job at a laundromat that we find out is a cover for um, an underground male prostitution syndicate called the Underground Mail Road. It was all these kind of silly ideas, but we loved that we were writing together. <laughs> and we wanted to keep doing these kind of silly comedy bits. And we decided to accept the challenge of how can we do things separately? Uh, so a big thing was Zoom. Zoom was huge. Uh, we started oh, yeah. doing movie reviews and live pieces where we could just have comedy um, as, as best we could. And so it was really writing heavy. We would sit down and have sessions all the time. And then uh, editing software was a big one because all of a sudden, you know, we could be somewhere else and either the concept would have to be that it's fine that we're on a Zoom call or separate, or we had to learn how to put each other into the same, into the same room. Yeah, green screens, uh, so green screens, green screens, um, green screens, or even just editing to make it seem like I'm looking at a different part of the room that he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, concept work. Uh, if, we're, if you check out our channel now, 21st Floor Comedy, that we do a lot of those movie reviews. A lot of those, we're not together. We actually just um, put ourselves together via all of these mediums. And so I think that's the biggest tool was, uh, wow. you know, either the virtual conversation, these pieces to talk face-to-face and actually be creative and write. Uh, but then learning how to use the editing software. Adobe's been uh, our personal preference, but there's so many. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, shout out to- No, no, no. Uh, um, he's like, uh, I just want to- We transfer. He's like, I just want to thank the internet. Um, oh man, we, we transfer though? Get out of here. We Sending transfer, big prize. We transfer, I can't believe it's legal. Like, I can't believe yeah. it's legal to do that for free. I remember, if I could digitize myself, I would never buy a plane ticket again. I would just ever. go through WeTransfer all over the place. It's amazing. I'd be like, I'm under two megabytes. You can't charge me. Like, you I'm would five, be. Like, I'm five I'm, four. I'm, I'm, I'm six even, so there's no way I'm going to fit <laughs> in there. You'd, be, you'd, be, you'd, have, you'd have to like pay for the... I got I to gotta go premium. Got to go premium, yeah. Hashtag got to go premium. I'm hashtagging this whole thing. Oh, I like that. I, I think... I think that's like a like a trend. Plus, have you heard of the sheesh? The sh- There's like a thing in America. This is how you find 14 year olds now. You have to like put your arm over your arm and you have to go sheesh. And I don't know why it's popular, but I have a better question. Why are you looking for 14 year olds? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> well, not you, but like why? Is... TikTok. TikTok has informed me that this is how they identify each other. Um, which is. But they're only 14 for a year. I do you I not mean, bother with I it think anymore. It's like, I I never knew it was a thing. I think I think it's just like a a thing that's trending among high schoolers because they weren't ready to let it go. 
I don't know what it means. I don't know. You gotta let it go. You, what, you gotta grow up from your old TikTok. Is that this thing? It. Is that whatever this thing yes, is? Like, yes, yes, yes. That's what I was always wondering what this was. Yeah. Because it kind of looks like they're just shooting up. I know. That's what it used to mean. It was like, that's for ice. Like, that's what you do when you're shooting up ice. And like, I don't know. I tried to tell one of them and they were very offended. Um, so never tell a 14 year old what slang used to mean is what I learned in that discussion. Um, and with that, I give it to you, listeners and viewers of our episode today. Um, okay. Hashtag offend all 14 year olds. <laughs> Hashtag Do it. offend all 14 year olds. 13 year olds, absolutely fine. Congrats on your bar mitzvah. 15 year olds, you know, that quinceanera is coming, but like thir- 14, Mm-mm. goodbye. It's just that unlucky middle number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. I mean, clearly, clearly it's been a lot of work. Like I, diversify, actors diversifying, I think is something I've noticed. I'm, I've noticing, I've noticed. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm seeing actors debunk for each other what's happening between, like between industries, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So are you, I guess if you could debunk, ooh, here's a good one. If you could debunk, any, dun, 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 any one common myth about your field or your contribution to our fundraiser, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, can I get an example of what oh, kind yeah. of debunking you're, you're describing? Um, let's see. We had a jewelry maker on our first episode um, talk oh, cool. about, yeah, he makes, he makes handmade jewelry, like literal clay jewelry. Um, and he's donating like part of his line. It's really cool. Um, That's awesome. Go on, go on www.thepressureflares.com slash Paul Fundraiser and you'll see it. Hashtag um, remarkably spawn. <laughs> um, not, not, not me, so it's shamelessly self-promoting this. Um, but he, I think his was that it took, like, the amount of time it takes to make a clay piece. He's like, people think it's, apparently, they think it's super fast and it's just not. Like, to, to physically make jewelry is super intensive um Mm -hmm. so that was his i think i don't know it could be it could be anything i think a lot of people for example like a lot of people for actors i think one of the most popular ones i hear just as an actor in new york is like so just get an agent and they'll get you the auditions and i'm like you don't understand (laughs) so if i could debunk that myth it is not as easy to get an agent as one may think um because it doesn't work that way (laughs) <laughs> well so i'm almost gonna backpedal a bit on what my favorite tool has been okay um i have fallen in love with youtube i think it is an amazing platform it's amazing medium um in terms of where my interests lie because i really like to cultivate a piece like i like to think through i like it to be scripted i like to think through whatever the shots or the visual might look like in the story that's going to be told which you can definitely do on Instagram and, and TikTok and all those pieces. Um, but I'm just, I don't know, I, I love the idea of being a little bit broader, a little bit bigger. Um, and the fact that I think a big thing to debunk is that you have to wait for someone else to mm-hmm. offer you a seat at the table to make something. I've always stood by, and it's hard because acting, theater, uh, however you want to describe it, is an art form that works best with other people. Yeah. You, you absolutely need to collaborate. I always talk about a street corner. If you were to see an artist on a street corner, whether it's a jewelry maker, a dancer, a mime, a magician, you will know that they are practicing or taking part in their craft. 
by looking at them on the screen, a cursory glance. Right. How do you know when an actor is acting? When does an actor have the opportunity oh, to act? I like um, that. And I, like I, that I just, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. But again, so when does an actor start acting? Is it when someone else knows? Is it when they're practicing? And I feel like a lot of actors don't find opportunity to build for themselves, to find a way to practice because it's so easy to say, I don't have X, Y, Z. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of pieces of this industry that work against you, uh, but there's no reason for you not to at least do something for yourself as an artist every day. You're not an actor because you say you're an actor. You're not an actor because you have a degree in acting. You're an actor because you act. The same way you're a dancer because you dance. You're a chef because you cook. You know, um, you are what you do. And if you're not doing it, are you really that thing anymore? So there's always a way for you to practice and find opportunities or make them for yourself. It's harder, definitely. Definitely. But I think I would rather do something myself that is a complete ball of doo-doo than do nothing and just kind of have this false sense of my own identity. For sure. I think I damn, that was so awesome. Um I coming to terms with calling myself an actor while I'm a like a while. I guess while being a multidisciplinary artist, more or less, has mm. been has been super um, empowering but difficult. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. like I am, I don't, I'm not. How can I put this? I feel like I feel like that happens with actors a lot. Like actors, when they're not acting, they're like, "Am I still an actor?" And in the pandemic, when nobody could for a, a hot second there um for a hot second um it was hard it was hard to like own up to still being an actor and I think that's where I saw so many people sort of fall off the rails a little bit mm -hmm. if that makes sense like not in the sense that they you know stopped being actors but they like they switched off they were like no and now they're not I'm, I'm noticing this like disinteresting going back into it and I totally get it because there's just, a loss of identity piece yeah. you know, that you associate you weren't associating with what you do you were associating mm -hmm. it with who you are exactly like i i don't eat meat but if i were to accidentally have a piece of bacon or like was in something i wouldn't have a crisis of self being like am i a vegetarian anymore? <laughs> vegetarian you know what i mean if i said like who am i anymore? <laughs> it's, it, it's an odd piece because you take so much confidence in who you are and mm -hmm. your identity uh, but I think a lot of actors were finding that they were giving themselves this role in life without actually taking part in it or not getting enough opportunity to feel like they were. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just weren't acting because you might not have gotten a job. Nobody was hiring you. And it might not be your fault. They just might have had enough five foot four, you know, Russian speaking <laughs> actresses with glasses. They might have just had That's that a in, in droves. Yeah. I making peace, making peace with like the idea that the part that's yours is already yours anyway is so common it like it lets you plan do you know what i mean um and we could god I, we could go on for days um but man the way the way you articulate yourself matt sydney gets me every time um all right let's see i mean i'm not not to distract from our very exciting actor point because i feel like in this sense in this sense, I feel like we've both found um, success, maybe. I don't want to jinx it. Um, <laughs> um, 
I feel like we've both maybe found success in doing things that aren't directly acting, where we are still finding time to act, right? So I guess, I don't know if that's right. Is that right? Do you feel that way? We put ourselves in positions where we are still, because I, I would much rather have an awful day in this industry, whether it's doing 21st floor work uh, or working with Dream Reach Media, where I'm talking to artists all day, seeing how we can help them there. Um, we're still talking entertainment. I'm still talking about making yeah. films. I'm still talking about creating art. And I would much rather have an awful day doing that than, uh, you know, and this is no knocking any other industry. It's just not where my heart lies. It's the same way that if you are a restaurateur and you had to go and start selling clothes down the street, you'd start resenting that because it, it's not it's where not your passions it. lie. Yeah. And so you've, do, you've done a similar thing to myself where you've given yourself an opportunity to be in your own pieces. Um, so if you want to act, you can, but if you feel like this piece is not suited for you, or you want to go work on another project, you've also then facilitated other artists working and practicing their craft, which I think is yes. one of the most fulfilling parts of what we do is it really is. That's, yeah. that's sort of what I was, that's sort of what I was trying to get at is like, it, it really is so fulfilling to be an artist and like, know that that's where you are. And finally, even if you're not like. I don't know, a Carnegie, <laughs> um, be able to do that for other people. And I love, and I love hearing about like, you know, the way you're going about doing this for other people. So, so tell me, I mean, how long is, how long has 21st floor been a thing? Years and years. So in theory, um, cause if, if you think of 21st floor as, um, an artist pairing, kind of like mm -hmm. Brian Laurie or some of those other kind of comedy duos. <laughs> yeah okay yeah absolutely without using our own names but i i guess i could have thought of some better examples but you understand this like always kind of like um oh like uh you know monty python was a collection of people doing some kind of thing like this is just the two of us but that was the mask that we've always used whenever we performed um so that's been around for years and years you're absolutely right but uh the studio side actually came around because of my association with dream rich media and i decided to start taking this in a little bit more professional sense and seeing how i can help other artists or other creators. Uh, that's That became a very cool thing because I realized in my years on cruise ships, I was re I really enjoyed telling a story, understanding one character, kind of seeing how that extrapolates into the behavior or the moment or where they find themselves to go with whatever kind of text or song I was singing and let that out. But unfortunately, I also found when I came back and I was writing pieces, I had, because I was using my voice professionally, almost lost my voice as an artist. Like I didn't know what I had to say. Uh, and I went back and yeah, I stand by my brand. If you, if you check out, I'm going to be, I have a bunch of videos that are going to be releasing on my personal YouTube channel uh, to kind of start telling my story a little bit more. And what it is, is I realize my brand is being helpful, positive, and unbridally silly. If I can be those things for other people, <laughs> that's what I want to do. And so I realized I do best when helping people tell their stories or their products. And, you know, it's yeah. the Kickstarter idea actually came from Sean. He's a huge um, tabletop game player. So we played a lot of those and we noticed there's a huge market out there. And, you know, if we can help those people get their, their businesses and their products going by hiring actors and creatives to help build these videos, we're helping so many industries at once, uh, building our repertoire, telling our story. And, you know, with a product, you can be silly, right? Yeah. So if I were to, you know, help, a lawyer, you can only be so silly and fun. But if you come at me with this new fun toy or this new fun gadget or product, 
you can be creative every time and you can really let the team, uh, whether it's yourself or the people you're working with, do something new and exciting every time. And you I can make these that. little movies that help their businesses grow. And it's true, it's like 87% of business that uh, has some kind of video mm -hmm. uh, tends to convert. Or maybe it's like, you know, well, yeah, video, videos video convert like 87% more. Yeah, it's how we see like who we're dealing with, for sure. The camera can't lie. Um, but in Absolutely. my limited and we, and professional worked, experience, you are definitely <laughs> well, and, happy, positive, so I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. I, well, I like Kickstarter, too, because we can actually give people, when it comes to what their budgets are, way more wiggle room because it's it's working toward them actually achieving, like, funding their Kickstarter goals as opposed to just making revenue. Gotcha. So it's, it's actually been ways that we can actually make it more affordable for people who are wanting to work with us. Uh, we thought it'd be a lot easier than saying like, all right, what's your budget? And then trying to squeeze that to make something yeah. of quality. But if you're saying we're going to help you raise your funding, it all of a sudden balances it a lot better. Yeah. So you can actually get a really nice, affordable video product that's actually going to raise your value as a product and as a business. Guys, this, there's some, this, this may be one of our most valuable podcasts to date for, for you know, businesses in the arts. Or, or it won't. Arts. These are or all the won't. options. That are or it won't. Um, but, um, so, okay. So you, so you keep talking about like who you're working with. Tell me, tell me, tell me about your most interesting client experience so far, or maybe your unexpected funniest. Give me, give me a little, like, give me a little like preview of, of the funniest thing you've dealt with. There is a lot of pieces that are still in the works. And, uh, so I can't actually give specific examples of products or industry, but I can give examples of what happens. Is that going to, well, that's yes, your question. Well perfect. Um, so you would be so surprised the, the type of uh, individuals um, who are looking to take this next step and, you know, they've come up with something and they want to make it and they, it, it's whether they're kind of narrowly focused on doing it their one way, or they find that this is their final opportunity. And I find the ones that come to me, who have lived a full life, done their plan B because someone told them that following through with their dream, whether it's performing, whether it's making this product or is not something that they should be doing. I, I, I tell you what, like as much as you want to like make jokes about people who come, it's like, this is a ridiculous product. Like, and so I, I don't want to disparage somebody who's come to us with sure. something that they really believe in. So I'll go the other direction. It's the people who say that like, look, this is my last opportunity to do something for myself that you just go oh okay that, that then, hurt me that hurt me in the soul a little bit that exactly <laughs> it, 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 it does happen where that happens and you go yeah but i just i don't know how we can promote this product like how do you make a video about whatever this is this is so i i i i really like working with people who have a story who have a voice already uh, initially when we were doing dream reach media we were thinking about helping veterinarians um because they, they have a weird world right now uh, they are not at a lack of clientele. Anyone who's ever thought about getting a dog in the lockdown yeah. has gotten the dog. So mm -hmm. there's always people. So we were going to help them start vetting clients so they can actually have people that they want to work with. And I asked one of them, well, could you like work with a snake? Because they were talking about like they do little dogs and cats. Yeah. It's like, I could work with a snake. I don't want to work with people who own a snake. Apparently there's like purviews on the type Ooh. of pet owners and who you have. So if you have this if you have a six foot boa constrictor, you're probably assuming to be a little bit more uh, painful eccentric. to work with a to work with a eccentric. vet. A little bit eccentric. Um, a little bit little eccentric. Bit. <laughs> Which is I wild because imagine. I I would love to have a snake. My wife would absolutely hate it. 
I don't. Oh, a reptile. No, you're not a snake. I'm not a snake. Oh, you come have on. to feed it. You I've have always... to feed it mice. Yeah. You have to feed it living mice, preferably, if you wanted to. Like... Well, sometimes frozen, right? I guess. Gross. I mean, but that's what about, like, what about like frozen turtles? pizza. Did you have turtles? I love. Okay. Okay. You Did don't you just know compare this... frozen mice to frozen pizzas? Yeah, like it's like a the equivalent of a frozen pizza for a human. Um, <laughs> but for sure, almost sure. the same. Meat is meat. You know, sauce. Um, <laughs> do I like turtles? Okay, you don't know this. You don't know this yet about me, but I love turtles. My favorite. There's like ten turtle things in my room at any given time. My favorite mug that I drink coffee and tea from every day is turtles. I have a very like I'm so I get so excited when I see them. Do you get I tired of like kind of shell names for turtles, like punny no, shell names, like not. Sheldon or Shelley? No. I get, I get, I get, I get tired of puns zero percent of the time. I Sam, my executive director, Sam will get tired of my puns, but I will never tire of puns. Oh no, I am um, all puns all all the time. When in doubt, throw a pun see, my way. I knew this is the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful thing. We got this. Um, when in doubt, throw a pun in there. Yeah, sorry. So I, I I hate that I couldn't get too specific on clients no, I work with yet, no, but there's no, but that was that was specific. I mean, yeah. the the goal the goal with with us there is just to like I don't know it with this podcast. The goal is to just sort of let people get to know the artist better, and you did that. So consider the question. So then, I do. Think so if we're understanding you as an artist, yeah. turtles, then your spirit um, animal is a turtle. No. So my spirit animal is probably a phoenix. But um, turtles are things that I love because they're secretly dinosaurs and nobody knows about it. Um, yeah, like turtles are actually dinosaurs and I'm obsessed. Also, I really like the symbolism of the fact that their skeleton is in their spine and their spine is their back. Like people think Mm -hmm. a turtle and its shell are separate. They're not, their spine is in their shell. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like always having your home inside of you as opposed to like with you. And I think that's so powerful. <laughs> um, you're always on the move. You're, yeah. you're a mobile home of an animal. <laughs> it's the it's the trailer park of it's the trailer. Oh, yeah, just a, a, a collection park. of turtles. <laughs> is just it's just essentially a trailer park. That's, <laughs> that's so funny. They're constantly camping. Yeah. I like that. They they just they're always on vacation. They love their occupation. Um, this 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 video is not sponsored by AOK. The song <laughs> it is funny enough is sponsored by turtles. Turtles sponsored. Turtles. They have a shell. Hashtag shall we dance? Um, ooh. Shall we dance? Is that good? I hope that's okay. That's decent. That was fantastic. That was, <laughs> I think the best one you could have gone with. Okay. Um, you're in UK time, so I am I not going to keep you much longer. But if you're absolutely people... fine. I got the time booked up. Yay! I love that. He sounds so official. He's got the time. To um if other people want to have the time booked up where do they go how do they reach you what do they do uh best way is going to be through uh there's a few so you can check us out um this the website's real simple but if you're interested in getting help for your product or your business find us at 21stfloorstudios.com uh you you can reach me matt at 21stfloorstudios.com that's that's my email it's super fish guys don't even worry about it (laughs) Uh, but you can also find myself or sean uh we have extensions through our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 21stforcomedy. Uh, my handles are at mattsydney1 and Sean is at Sean Perham is me. Uh, it is spelled Sean Perham is me. That's just his name. Sean Perham? Um, but oh, Sean like Perham, that. yeah. <laughs> so that's how you can find us. Um, I'm also going to be releasing a bunch of content, a little bit more in that helpful 
silly and positive bane uh, on uh, YouTube as well. I it'll be Matt Sydney on YouTube. I don't have a fun name yet. You can't have the no, hashtag no, no. or the Matt URL. Sydney, Matt Sydney is the fun name. I'm saying you Matt can't Sydney. have the URL though. I need like a certain amount of subscribers before I can have a custom URL. So just oh, give me I a search. It's on. 100. It's 100. I'll get you there. I think I have one. Oh, I have two. I have two now. <laughs> I'm going to sign up on three emails so that you have five. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be great. I do, that, I do that. I do that. I do that. Um, just uh, follow back, you know, click the bell. Subscribe back. I'll click the bell. Channel. Absolutely. Um, because this is this is going to be the launch of new content for us too. Content, we could go on and on. I feel like we could do this all Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Um, well, the first one I'm going to be popping on the channel is actually going to be a video about how to decide what to do. Because doing nothing is so easy. And it's basically yeah. how do you decide whether or not to do nothing or to do something. I was going to call right. it how to not be a lazy fuck, excited. but I decided not to do that. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, this is going to be so much fun. Okay, thank you so much for coming out to our podcast. and. Thank you so much to everybody for listening and viewing and following and clicking and commenting oh, and subscribing. All five of you. I appreciate it. Thank you so <laughs> all, much, guys. All five of you. You are my mom, Danielle's family. I'm, it's gonna be all of us. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to say goodbye and I hope we see you soon. Thank you for joining us for under pressure.